0: The future of photography. Adrian, do you have a point-and-shoot camera?
1: Well, <laughs> I think listeners who listen to last week's show know the answer to that. I have, I, actually, I have several. La- last week, I was waxing lyrical about my future classic, the the Fuji X twenty. Um, i've also talked several times uh on uh, this podcast about my olympus waterproof camera um which uh, i love not for its image quality but because it it means i can get shots i couldn't get any other way so yeah i have at least two i probably have more
0: so so what what uh, what defines a point and shoot camera I guess, I guess we we call them we call that that uh segment of the uh, digital camera world the the compact digital cameras right
1: that's a good point i've sure you know, i've never thought about that why because i would include pretty much all my cameras under point and shoot <laughs> okay <laughs> but that, to, that's if,
0: that's more down to how you photograph right how you take photographs
1: yeah well if you know your camera and and yeah, you know, the bigger the camera often the faster it is so <laughs> Mm-hmm. so um yeah you could argue uh, uh, but but no in in terms of you know small pocketable cameras that you know with lots of automatic modes and by the way don't tell anybody but i actually use the scene modes on my point and shoot cameras some of them oh, are no. really cool. <laughs> i know <laughs> i cannot unhear that
0: um but 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 i think i think one development that we can agree on that has happened over the last years is that the the compact digital camera segment is on the way out i mean that is a pretty clear thing you can look at the sales numbers and that's a segment that has been replaced pretty much by
1: almost entirely yeah
0: almost entirely um the smartphones are definitely one of the big culprits there they just made it so convenient you always have a camera in your pocket and uh, they are getting better and better and they are in, including features from bigger cameras that you wouldn't wouldn't have thought possible. Uh, we'll talk about the, the 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 simulating bigger sensors in one of the future episodes because um, I've just upgraded my iPhone, so we have to talk about it sooner or later.
1: All oh, right, yeah, that'd be I'd be really interesting. You got a, what is it a XS or what is it? Is they it, are you got one of those.
0: They are not not a double lens one, a single lens one, but still oh, okay. uh, still got some. Some interesting chops there, but that 's not the topic of this episode we um, no. well the, the point and shoots are out on the way out they' the, the manufacturers the, the camera manufacturers don 't make a lot of money with those anymore um, because yeah, the smartphones have taken over so a phone and uh, and a camera and one thing you always have this with you um, it 's the camera that you have on you. Uh, usually now at the point of this recording, um, we're talking around 12 megapixels. They have fairly small chips on them, uh, fairly small sensors on them, lots of processing in the background to make those photos look good. Uh, most of them have a fixed lens. Unless you have one of the double lens ones, then of- often one of the other lenses is more of a telephoto and one is more of a wide angle. Mm. Um there's apps on these things that allow you to edit your photos in place and then there is the the whole integration with some form of a cloud where the photos go so you don't even have to store all of them on your device there's some it doesn't matter if it's android or 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 iphones there is a cloud somewhere cloud by the way is a term for someone else's computer so it's some computers (laughs) in a big data center that
1: the stuff is stored on that's the best definition of of cloud i've never heard i think you've got a future in the technology industry no no i i didn't invent this
0: (laughs) someone else came up with this um but yeah it's 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 um it's 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 pretty much the the smartphone manufacturers taking care of a lot of things including you won't have to take backups and things because they do it for you so uh the smartphones have taken over that market, um, then there is the segment of mirrorless cameras. Usually, um, m- <laughs> I've heard many abbreviations for them. One is Milk M I L C, um, mm-hmm. which yep. stands for uh, the the the. I, th-
1: I think it's mirrorless interchangeable, interchangeable lens, lens camera.
0: camera. Yes, um, I also heard them to be referred to as Evil E V I L. Electronic viewfinder interchangeable lens cameras. Mm -hmm. Someone must have worked really hard on that acronym.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this reminds me of the days before email was a word. And sometimes some people would write it with a capital letter and sometimes it would have a hyphen in it. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody really knows.
0: (laughs) I think the official spelling here in Germany is still capital E dash capital M lowercase a i l is
1: that right oh okay i think that's well, that's yeah. what
0: it's what it gets corrected to by siri so that must be the official spelling right uh. <laughs> if anyway. you're
1: comfortable letting an american computer you know, re- write your, rewrite your language for you then yeah let's go for it
0: <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm totally fine with that so um <laughs> i i for i for one uh greet our new overlords right so no the, <laughs> the compact cameras are on the way out there's the mirrorless interchangeable lens cameras the yeah the, in, the mirrorless cameras as we call them um which have kind of opened up a completely new segment a while ago and are yeah. now kind of getting to be the norm so you have a camera it's still not huge but you can interchange lenses and since A bit earlier in this year, in 2018, uh, since Photokina, which is one of the big photo trade shows here in Germany, used to be every other year. Now it is every year. And that's one of the events that that manufacturers announce new cameras at and new things. Um, The whole segment has moved. uh, Well, there's there's another segment that is kind of beginning to appear and become big. And that is the full frame mirrorless cameras. Right? We're, Absolutely. We, we've seen those early ones from Leica. Leica. Mm, had yes, the yeah, M, they were one of the first, weren't they? What yeah. was the M8, the M9? Uh, I think uh, the M9 yeah, was the, the first. Yeah, the M9 model. was
1: the first full frame one, yes.
0: Right. And then <clears throat> others have followed, especially Sony. Sony has pretty much taken over most of that market. Aside from the luxury side that was uh, catered to by Leica, but Sony with their A7 series is pretty much uh, has had that market for the last five years. And uh, no one else has really either been able or been willing to do that. And it has to do with like the sensors, because making those full frame sensors is way more expensive than making smaller sensors. So that brings the cost up. There are also issues that you would have with. Uh, with vignetting with like current current designs of cameras um you'd have a big issue with vignetting which kind of started some of the necessity to do computational stuff even the mm. leicas do vignetting correction of the corners because they tend to be darker um it's just the way the designs work with uh in conjunction with the digital sensors not a problem with film but uh, definitely a problem with uh, with with digital sensors. So uh, everyone kind of does the vignetting correction in camera. Leica does it, Hasselblad does it, and everyone else does it because yeah, it just is a problem. You have to, you have yeah. to. exactly. You have yeah. to, unless you want a really weird look. Um, but now, yeah, this around this photo, key Canon has announced a new um, full frame mirrorless camera their r model uh nikon has introduced two mirrorless mm-hmm. full-frame models um the Z- Z- z6 and z7
1: or oh, good english pronunciation <laughs> done. <doing> my best <laughs>
0: um then uh yeah a few others have announced full-frame mirrorless cameras. so i the future in this respect will be that a lot of the um smaller sensor mirrorless cameras up to APS-C a lot of people will want to go full frame because full frame is for whatever reason de- more desirable to many people um, sometimes people don't really know why but it is kind of the big <laughs> the big one the good one right it is and, and you and I I mean coming from uh, film world uh, we have never been challenged by the size of the film it was full frame or bigger
1: right well, indeed, yes. So, is it is it not correct that in Germany it's actually referred to as small format,
0: a Kleinbild, a small format? Yes, that is a, cl- a small picture would be the literal translation for 35 millimeter film because yeah. it. If if you approach the sizes, the sensor or film sizes, um, it traditionally came from bigger formats because because it had to. You didn't have the quality in the lenses, so bigger formats make uh, give you better image quality um you didn't have the the fine resolution of the emulsions so again bigger formats give you an advantage there and it took a while for the format to shrink um it was finally it was leica who brought us the 35 millimeter format and this got kind of has become a standard but it was always called small picture kleinbild here
1: Mm. Yeah, Whereas, and that, it was almost—it was a German invention, wasn't it? As well, that, yes, that particular yes, 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 yes. size, and it was—it was it, Oscar Barnack.
0: I think it was Oscar Barnack, and he, I think, used the seventy millimeter cinema film and sliced it in half. That's how the thirty-five millimeter format came along. But oh, when, and
1: you, when you think about cinema, that's all different formats as well. Because yeah, a, a super thirty-five. This is a huge cinema, can of worms we're opening. It, 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 I don't know if this is where you want to take the conversation, Not but really. I know that. <laughs> okay Okay. in which case then we'll move move on
0: (laughs) (laughs) no interestingly enough uh, when you look at the size (laughs) of of sensors from from a digital point of view uh, it yeah it comes from smaller ones because they were um more economic to produce Mm. um just the way those digital waivers work and uh, anyway so um but the full frame thing is something to be with us for a long time I think full frame is still kind of the gold standard, and yeah, there are the manufacturers who do digital medium format, which again I could do an entire episode on why that is not real medium format. But um, <laughs> let's let's just let's just uh, agree on the full frame is going to stay. Okay, let's. And do those that. full frame cameras are interchangeable lenses, and they have the card slots, and they have the, the, pretty much the same features than the DSLRs that have mirrors. Just they are a bit smaller. It doesn't mean the lenses get smaller because <laughs> they can't really. Um, so you will still have big lenses. So the, mm, the, yes. the, the weight savings aren't that big. But you have other advantages. You have like a live preview of the final photo, live histograms. All these things are kind of going to be the norm. And I'm pretty sure my two DSLRs that I shoot with Will probably be the last DSLRs that everyone that I ever owned. I suspect Canon will stop making them soon. <laughs> at, at one point, uh, it's it's bound to kind of switch over, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I kind of no, like my not. mirrors, but then you know, <laughs> we we have we have classic cameras that we can still use, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, <clears throat> what does that what does that leave? Uh, what kind of market niches that that does that leave? Not many. I think a lot of stuff is now covered by either announcements or actual cameras.
1: Mm -hmm, That's true.
0: Good point. But there was one announcement on Photokina that kind of got me interested. And that was the Zeiss
1: ZX-1 or ZX-1. It's all right. You can say ZX It's all right, <laughs> but but thank you. Um, yeah, that was that was a, a curious one. <laughs>
0: uh, it's a curious one, and um, when I looked at it first, I was like, oh no way that is, that won't that won't fly. But then I think it does have a place and a very, very interesting one. So let's look at that camera. Um, it's a full frame camera.
1: Okay, well that so, ticks one box.
0: Full frame ticks a box. It uh, has a big sensor. Um, interestingly enough, it's not a sensor they buy from anyone. Uh, it's a custom in-house design sensor. They oh, designed the sensor, which is uh, I don't I don't think Zeiss has done that before. I'm not sure, but um, 36, uh, 37 something megapixels. So decent amount of pixels. Uh, Way we more than very, I could ever use. <laughs> Right. We haven't really seen any pictures out of it, I think. It's just an announcement at this point. Uh, I think it's supposed to hit the market early 2019. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything yet. Um. Then it has a fixed lens, a 35mm f2 fixed lens. So it's not interchangeable. Uh, Other cameras have had that kind of a thing in the past. Um, And I'm pretty sure
1: there is a market for that well uh, i mean that would that was the classic for high-end film point and shoot cameras wasn't it high-end film
0: point mil. and shoot it it lends itself to a lot of things the 35 millimeters kind of at a sweet spot i would be happy to shoot with that for like with only that kind of a lens yeah uh, zeiss um, I, lenses i had one
1: zeiss lenses are, are known to be good right so, that, that's true, yes. I, I had a camera that, that had that. I had the original Fuji X100, which, be, because it's a, a smaller sensor, the 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 actual lens, the actual focal length was uh, 27, no, I forget what it was, 20-something. 20, 20 anyway, but the point is, is that it was a 35mm equivalent uh, right. with an F2, and that was great.
0: And think of, think street photography and these kind of things. And 35 is just at the sweet spot. Yes. Um. So that looks like an interesting package from a sensor and a lens point of view.
1: Sounds like a fairly normal camera so far.
0: <clears throat> well, yeah. So when you look at it from a design point of view, it's not that normal because it is very reduced. I would say very, uh, very slick and very. Geometrical, um, a bit minimalist. Very minimalist. Think Leica a bit, because they kind of tend to make these kind of very minimalist uh, cases yep. for the cameras. Um, it has three elements, uh, three three knobs that you can that you can do something with. As one for the ISO, right. one for the shutter speed, and then there's a lens ring that is for the aperture.
1: Okay. Well, okay. And, that's, that's good, and you can send, like that, <laughs>
0: right? And you can set each of those to an automatic mode. So um, you could run any of those three settings in in automatic if you want to. So um, so far so good. It has the connectivity that you would expect from a current camera. It has Wi-Fi. It has Bluetooth. It has a USB-C connection.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so they are they are open to connect to other things. Um, But then it starts becoming interesting because um, if you look at some of the announced cameras, one of the things that seems to be a theme out there is how many card slots does it have?
1: (laughs) Yes, You you see this
0: from (laughs) from like the pros, they go, oh, it has only one card slot, it's not professional, we can't
1: use it. Uh, there was a huge amount of noise about that which i i did my best to ignore <laughs> right and
0: uh but the zeiss didn't ignore it and they didn't no. do they did they, they didn't just like add more card slots they removed all of them <laughs> this camera does not have a single card slot and the way they uh, deal with it is they gave it an ssd a built-in ssd that is half a terabyte in size
1: it, which is which is enormous I mean that that's twice the size of the system drive on the computer I'm using to talk to you right now,
0: <laughs> five hundred and twelve gigabytes in a camera, so uh take that car slots you're obsolete now um, yeah okay, but that that is not the only thing I mean now you have a camera that you can pretty much shoot without any limits um you can take this on a uh, on a two-week vacation or a four-week vacation somewhere and probably not run out of space. Um that is one thing. And the other thing is of course in addition to all these uh to, to those three physical elements where four if we count the shutter button. Um in addition to those elements uh, that you physically manipulate it does have a touch screen and a pretty sizable at that and mm. On that touchscreen, you can, of course, access all the other functions. It shoots video. It does, uh, like, a lot of uh, things that you would expect from today's cameras. shoots 4K video. All these kind of things are kind of uh, expected. Um, But then it also has Lightroom built in.
1: Yeah. And that, interesting.
0: and that is where I think it's actually becoming really interesting. So uh, it doesn't have like the full Lightroom. It has Lightroom Mobile. Uh, however, Lightroom Mobile is very well featured at this point. So um, again, we're recording this in tw- end, end of 2018. Uh, I'm not sure how well this episode is going to age, but uh, Lightroom Mobile... Is if you are uh, if you pay monthly for the Creative Cloud, and I know there's lots of controversy about that because people <laughs> want to own their software, and not rent their software, and so on. But if you are in that ecosystem, um, what you would do is you would shoot on that camera, you would edit on that camera, you would like sort and rate and keyword on that camera, you would edit on that camera, um, and you would. At one point, maybe if you're traveling at night in the hotel room, you would hook that thing up to Wi-Fi. And it would do its thing, syncing thing to the cloud. And when you return home and you uh, sit in front of your desktop computer or your laptop that you didn't bring on that trip, then you would have your photos there waiting for you. Interesting. And this is, for me, th- this is the first time that the, the creative cloud is beginning to make some sense that okay. whole All sinking right. around mm-hmm. thing because now you could take that camera on a four-week vacation and have it your only gadget apart from your smartphone which is then your hub into the internet so you could you could you could social media post to instagram from that camera with a but a few tabs. It, it's,
1: it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Especially yeah, for people, um, I, I don't uh, anymore use the Adobe tools, uh, to manage or edit my photos. Uh, I used to, but I, I don't anymore. Um, uh, but, what did you uh, switch uh, to? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Are you still in transition? Um. It, it, yes, and yes, and no. So remember. Uh, sorry, this is this is a slight aside. Um. But I'll come back and make it about cameras in a minute. Um. We talked in uh, a while back uh, about me building a new workspace and a new workflow yes. for myself. The I to th- think the show was was called something like uh, you know the ultimate future of photography setup or something like that, something grandiose like that. Um, and, um, I'm actually, uh, trying to, uh, be at this point, um, iOS native. Okay. And we'll talk more about this. I do want to, I did promise at the time, I do want to do an update show on this because this is, this is still a transition period for me. And I'm going, that's not to say that I'm not doing, I'm not using, um, other things, you know, uh, you know, uh, proper, more traditional computers and things like that. Those are still absolutely necessary. But it's about using the mobile suite of tools first, um, which this Zeiss camera is, is clearly all about, isn't it? And so, to, to me, it, it, it matters less what the tooling is for for editing, um, because, as you say, a lot of this stuff um, it, it is uh, well as you say? yeah with, with the phones and the smart with the smartphones and that e- those ecosystems, as you were saying at the top of the show, um, uh, are. Um, uh, yeah, the the those those storage you know, somebody else's computer is is available to you at all times, isn't it? Um, so well, as moment, long as
0: you have an online connection, which somewhere deep in the jungle you might not be able to. Well, there
1: there is that, isn't it? And this is an interesting thing. But that's where the five hundred and twelve gigabytes are for, right? It is. It is. And that, and and um, I it. it it's a sorry let me try there's so many things going through my brain about this because i think this is a really interesting idea and i think it's great i think there'll be some people who see it as a risk if there's no connectivity as you've just said mm-hmm. and then i'm also um, as we speak two other announcements that have been made very recently um one is the full version of photoshop for ipads yes for people who are in the ecosystem for Adobe, um, there there are some very very sophisticated image editing tools already available for iPad, and Affinity Photo is is one of the the, mm-hmm. the most highly touted ones. Um, uh, and the other thing that is really interesting is the new Leica M something, <laughs> which is a digital a full frame. Digital camera, um, similar form factor to the, to the Zeiss, although with, of course, being a Leica, you can change the lenses. And that's been built without a screen yes. on the back because it's been built uh, with a, a live link to whatever smart device that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that then gives you not only all the benefits, I think, uh, of, of the Zeiss camera, but it also gives you a second copy of your images. So it's a backup, right? Well, yeah. So, so, th- but I, th- I think this is really, really interesting. And I think it, you know, Zeiss and Leica. I, I, I'm, I, I'm quite impressed by Zeiss actually bringing out a camera. I have to say, Leica. If you think about the cameras they've launched, the lines of cameras they've launched in the last five years or so, you know, I know a, a lot of people would have a mental image of Leica as a very traditional camera company. But some of the stuff they've brought out is, is really new and interesting and. Um, they really are. They really are being bold and and trying to push the boundaries and find new things, aren't
0: new, they? New, interesting, but also kind of outside of my financial reach.
1: Um, there is that down. There was that slight downside. Yes, where <laughs> but I'm, I'm, but that, have that, we got a price yet on the Zeiss ZX? No, no,
0: and the Zeiss might <laughs> might be able to fill that that space a bit, but I wouldn't expect it. We have no price yet. I wouldn't expect it to be under three to four thousand euros
1: yeah that's uh, a lot of money that's a lot of money that is a lot of money when it it doesn't even have any card slots that's a lot of money
0: but then look look at a five to six thousand leica plus a lens you know that oh yeah so so we're still talking different price categories but i mean let's let's ask our question what's that mean for the future of photography i think um going back to the point and shoots to the digital compacts and this is not a super compact camera it is fairly chunky from the looks of it but i don't think
1: i've ever seen a small zeiss lens
0: well it has to do with the full frame (laughs) i mean this is clearly a full frame uh uh, thing the size of it but it is still kind of uh, i think i think what they are trying is um do something that others haven't really seen the point and shoot segment is on the way out and the only way for the point-and-shoot segment to to survive is uh, to evolve or get eaten by the smartphone, right?
1: Oh, so, to- totally. It has to bring something else, doesn't it? And, th- and this, this camera clearly will do that.
0: This camera is an attack on the field from the very other end that no one else has done in, in the past. It's full frame versus the tiny sensor. It's big memory versus like a card slot or two. Um, It has the editing on board, which, again, there were some efforts with Android-based cameras uh, in in recent years, but none of them have had this kind of a full package. So I think Zeiss has a shot at this, at the point-and-shoot market, because people, if they set it to automatic, it is a point-and-shoot camera. And pretty capable at
1: that. I think this could be awesome. Uh, I, I, I don't think I'm a customer for it, because I don't think... It's going to match all, all of the things that I look for. Um, I think it'll probably be a bit too big for me to 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 want to buy it as a you know a, a single fixed lens camera. And uh, as I said, I don't use the the Adobe ecosystem, so that, that kind of. And I suspect the price as well. But it, I'm I'm really excited. What does this mean for the future of photography? I'm really excited. I'm you know people finally. Um, and, and I was talking on, on last week's show, you know, the, uh, on, you know, future classics. That actually, digital technology in terms of image making has reached a point of maturity, um, and and that you know uh, perhaps is one of the contributing factors to this year, twenty eighteen, having seen some actual innovation. <laughs> yeah. Um, because for such a long time, digital photography has been playing catch up. Oh, and this may and, not and, be a popular view, but you know you could you, even, even until two years ago, let's say three years ago, you could pick up a thirty five mm film camera from twenty years ago and you would get just as good image quality as you could do from a, a digital camera. Yes. It was different different tones, different resolutions and stuff like that but you know um digital for digital technologies have seemed to be just saying, okay well, how can we do the traditional thing better? And and I'm excited about this camera because this is not about that. This is about actually changing stuff. Um, you know, d- driven by perhaps smartphones, driven by perhaps or or, or uh, enabled perhaps by a maturity in things like sensor technology and lenses and stuff like that. So I'm I'm quite um I'm quite excited about this and about the Leica. And I never I will never buy the Leica. <laughs> <laughs> never I say like, never. I, don't like, I don't like. Never it. I don't say like, never episode word.
0: 55 everyone mark your calendars
1: hey um, this is the show where we this, this is a safe zone Chris it's okay to speculate <laughs> here and say things that will come back and haunt us later that's one of the right. design principles of the show isn't
0: it? <laughs> very true all right with that I think we can close this episode um, about a new point and shoot camera on the market I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that one day um, next episode 56 in a week until then